Welcome back to Revelation Bible Study number 24 from Last Day's Ministry here at WGM Church. Before we continue with today's study, let's begin with the words from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth in noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With a long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. We are truly living the times with the need for peace of mind. After Christ's resurrection, he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. The peace of the world is only temporary as it vanishes. But the peace the Lord gives is such that Gideon once said, I am dead. I have seen God face to face. I am now dead. And the Lord said unto him, Peace be unto thee, fear not, thou shalt not die. Then Gideon built an altar there unto the Lord and called it, Jehovah Shalom. Shalom is peace that comes from being alive again in the midst of pain of death. This is probably the peace enjoyed by a prisoner released just before his execution. That is why those who receive Jesus Christ are saved and are born again of the Holy Spirit know this kind of peace. That is why we are able to preach the gospel of peace. Israelis say shalom as a greeting. Their history has been full of death and persecution. Their prayer and cry to kill the Messiah, Jesus Christ, and pass his blood unto themselves and their descendants was accepted as the history of past 2,000 years after our Lord has died, resurrected, and ascended into heaven was a history of Jewish persecution. We are now learning the final part of the 12th chapter of Revelation. When the time of tribulation arrives, the devil in the air, the devil currently in the second heaven will now descend past the atmosphere and come down to this earth. It will be a time of chaos, war, death, and great suffering for this planet. The devil, God of the world, will attack the Israelites who gave birth to Jesus Christ for the final time during the seven-year tribulation. The 6,000 years of human history was Satan's attempt to 
rid of the Jews by persecuting and killing them. This is because the woman, the people of Israel, gave birth to Jesus Christ, the man-child. Our Lord also said to the Jews, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Matthew 5 verse 11. So today we continue to ask, historically what sort of persecution did the Israelites experience? For starters, everyone knows Hitler and his gang brutally killed more than 6 million Jews during the World War II. It is also well known through the cinemas and documentaries of the Holocaust. However, the fact that 18 plus million Jews worldwide are still miraculously alive today through the remnants is God's truly amazing power. The fact that Jews exist is proof that God exists. Whenever I get a chance to see Jews, I tell them, when I look at you, God truly lives. So today, in order to foresee the chapter 12, the suffering they will suffer during the Great Tribulation, what harsh persecution they underwent historically, including under Hitler. When we recognize this today, we will know how miserable persecution they will be subjected to during the future tribulation. The book of Jeremiah calls it the time of Jacob's trouble. The book of Daniel describes it as troublous times and time of tribulation. And our Lord also clearly speaks about the great tribulation in Matthew chapter 24. You may confirm the words spoken by the Lord himself about the rapture, the tribulation, and the second coming are clearly shown when you read Matthew 24 in detail. First, let's read the words of Revelation 12 verse 17 and vividly look at the history of Israel's persecution. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Through today's word, we can see where the devil came down to this earth, entered the body of the Antichrist, appeared as a man, raining down onslaught of final persecution to annihilate the Israelites. Therefore, today, as mentioned earlier, we look at historical examples of Israel's supernatural hatred as a nation. Once again, although Israel is severely paying for its sins after killing the Messiah, we must never forget that when Jesus Christ returns to earth, all Israelites will repent and be restored whole as a nation. Romans 11 calls this a mystery indeed. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Romans 11.25 We must never forget the fact that some of Israel became hardened and as the true olive branch was cut, in their place we, the Gentiles, were grafted onto the olive tree and were saved by grace during the past 2,000 years. This true olive tree will be restored in the future. And I will pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. 
The me here is Jesus, isn't it? Only the King James Bible said me, while some translations say him. When Jews see this, they say him is Jesus. But in the Old Testament, me here is Jehovah, God. The Jews are shocked when you show them this during evangelism. They learn they killed God in flesh, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only Son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Could you imagine their grief? The Messiah came, but they killed him unknowingly. They were deceived and blinded by the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the scribes, and the religious people who were the generation of vipers unable to recognize their Messiah. Only fishermen, tax collectors, and prostitutes, these sinners recognized the Lord and received salvation. The Lord said to the religious leaders and hypocrites, The publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. The same goes for today. Those who realize they are sinners receive salvation. However, many who have been just attending church for a long time, or ministers who have not been born again, obsessed with their position and material goods they receive from the church, ultimately we see them unable to receive salvation. Then in Zechariah 13 verse 1, In that day, this is the second coming of the Lord. In that day there shall be a fountain opened to the house of David and, the, and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem for sin and for uncleanness. A fountain will open to wash away all their sins. All of our sins were wiped away the moment we Gentiles believed in and accepted Jesus Christ. It's because the Lord has already dealt with it on the cross. When we believe, it becomes effective, and as the Apostle Peter said, when we believe, our hearts are purified. It is the power of the blood of Christ. Salvation is only through the blood of Christ. Back in the age of the law, only the sins of the flesh were cleansed for a short time by shedding the blood of animals. That was temporary covering of sins. So when the Jews died, they did not go to heaven, but went to Abraham's bosom, also known as paradise in the Old Testament times. So the Lord said that beggar Lazarus died and went to Abraham's bosom. In the Old Testament times, those who were protected under the law went to Abraham's bosom. However, in 1 Peter chapter 4 says that Lord died and went down to the underworld to preach the gospel to the dead. He shed his blood and went to the dead in Old Testament times and then preached the gospel to them. I shed my blood, therefore, now you can go to heaven. So when the Lord resurrected in Matthew chapter 27, many saints who had fallen asleep were also resurrected and seen in the holy city of Jerusalem. The centurion at that time said, truly, this was the Son of God. Again, what sort of persecution did Israel receive throughout history? Now, we can't cover everything, but we will go over the few important events. First, in 135 AD, the Roman Emperor Hadrian massacred 580,000 Jews, 
shocking kill count. During the siege of Jerusalem, General Titus crucified and killed 500 Jews outside the city. The people who crucified Jesus were crucified and killed just like Jesus. During this time, people were so hungry during the siege of Jerusalem that they even boiled and ate their own children. This event can be read in detail in the book of the historian Josephus. A similar incident occurred in the Old Testament. Second, in 1020 AD, English King Canute the Great completely drove all Jews out of England. Imagine being exiled all at once. Where would you go if your entire population of immigrant nationals received deportation order? Third, in 1096, the Holy War. The First Crusades began in order to root out all who disobeyed the Roman Catholic uh, baptism. In fact, the Roman Catholics performed infant baptism to make them into their church member. Anyone who disagreed in this matter were executed. Anabaptists did not obey this order and went into underground hiding to receive Jesus Christ and be baptized with water. Not only were the early Anabaptists given that name because they rebaptized persons who they felt had not been properly baptized as they did not recognize infant baptism, they were also killed for it. The Jews, the true Christians, the Bible believing Christians, combined number of 60 million were killed in a thousand years. In fact, it is no exaggeration to say that the history of Christianity is the trail of blood. As mentioned in our last study, the Book of Martyrs by John Fox shows how much killing the Roman Catholic Church did upon Bible-believing Christians, even just for having a Bible. Everyone needs to know this history. The Book of Martyrs was once used as a textbook in American public schools not long ago, but it was abolished due to pressure from the Roman Catholic institution. They don't even teach this in seminaries because they are teaching toward the pro-Roman Catholic Church. You must know that they are graduating blind to these historical facts. Then in 1271, Edward I, who was a Catholic, confiscated all Jewish property and expelled 16,500 Jews from England. The nation of England started off well. But that's what happened when Catholics settled and influenced the British royals. That's why the Puritans escaped to America on board the Mayflower. Then in 1306 AD, in France, 100,000 Jews were deprived of all their possessions and then they were exiled. Then in 1345, Jews were burned at the stake in Germany. They were falsely accused of killing Catholic children in order to eat them as Passover lambs. Just like back when Nero set fire to Rome as it became a problem, he lied and blamed the Christians that they set fire on the city in order to crucify, burn, and kill all the Christians. Also in 1345, the Black Death had been circulating in Europe. However, the Jews who lived in Europe were unharmed because they kept the purification rites described in the book of Leviticus. 
However, people accused the Jews of causing the Black Death. So they were all expelled from Prague and Constantinople between 1560 and 1600. Hence the suffering of the Jews was tremendous as they eventually became a strong nation as of today. Then in 1492, the Jews were driven out of Spain by the order of Spanish Inquisition. There was no place to live anywhere. They really had nowhere to go. 1683, under a devout Catholic, Louis XIV, all Jews were expelled from the French colonies. The Jews were finally allowed to own real estate in France in 1723 during the reign of yet another Catholic, Louis XV. Then in 1938, as we all know, devout Catholics Hitler, Goebbels, plotted against the Jews as Himmler was the warden of the Auschwitz concentration camp. Himmler captured Jews, burned them to death, confiscated their property, and even skinned them alive. He also killed them by hanging them from a barbed wire fence. They were also starved to death in concentration camps. The Roman Catholic Church made a peace treaty with Hitler during all this work. There's a picture where Hitler's troops occupied a country and marched into the city with Hitler's troops leading the front, priests and nuns in the back. They have attempted to rid of all the evidence but I have seen the photos in a book titled Smokescreens. The next event takes place after Balfour Declaration of 1918. It was a public statement issued by the British government in 1917 during the First World War, announcing its support for the establishment of a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. Matter of fact, Winston Churchill was against it at the time. So God intervened and German planes bombarded London and was completely set on fire. God said to Abraham, And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. Cursed were all who cursed Abraham's physical descendants. We know this by the ruins of ancient Babylon, Assyria, Egypt, Greece, and Rome. It is still the same today even after many centuries. That's why England once suffered a great disaster. There were two ships carrying the Jewish people that had left Britain after the Balfour Declaration. They were on their way to return to Palestine. However, there was no place to accept them anywhere. They were unable to dock. Filled with people dying of starvation after searching all over the world, Eventually, these ships finally landed in Shanghai. Around 1825, Tsar Nicholas I of Russia ordered the removal of 5 million Jews to a secluded place. It was the creation of the ghetto. In 1215, Pope Innocent III ordered all Jews to wear a yellow badge. This yellow badge was also given to Jews by Hitler during World War II. We also see Jews wearing yellow star badges throughout the movies pertaining historical anti-Semitism. Then in 1242, the Roman Catholics loaded 24 wagons with Jewish holy texts and incinerated them in France. 
the burning of 24 wagon loads, including up to 10,000 volumes of Hebrew manuscripts. That's a lot of burning. Then in 1336, 120 Jewish communities were destroyed in a country of 5,000 Catholics. 1684 AD, 800,000 Jews from Austria went missing, disappeared into thin air without a trace. Between 1943 and 1945, half a million Jews were massacred in Ukraine or vanished in Hungary, Yugoslavia, and elsewhere. This statistic was told by a politician at the time of Hungarian independence. During World War II, six million Jews were cremated in the Auschwitz murder factory. It's something we know very well. And thus was the great price the Jews paid for asking Pilate to crucify Jesus and his blood be on us and on our children. The persecution of the Jews continued endlessly, and as they were killed, exiled, and chased on the earth for the past 2,000 years. This will continue until they return to the land of Palestine, which God spoke of in the final book of the Old Testament. After that, Jesus Christ will return to this earth. As we saw in Revelation chapter 12, verse 17, the dragon is the devil, the woman, Israel, the remnant of the woman's descendants, the Israelites. The devil goes out to fight them. Satan is bound to attack Israel without a doubt. By killing the descendants of Israel, the Jews who gave the birth to Jesus Christ, the God of this world, the devil, tried to occupy this land forever, but when the Lord comes, he captures the devil and chains him into the bottomless pit during his millennial reign. The Bible clearly says, that Satan will ultimately be thrown into the lake of fire at the end of the millennium, where the Antichrist and the false prophets are already there waiting for him to join them. Our Lord said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin, and of righteousness, and of judgment, of sin, because they believe not on me, of righteousness, because I go to my Father, and ye see me no more, of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Judgment has already been received, however, the death penalty has not yet been carried out, and this is at the end of the millennium. In fact, Satan is not angry with the Roman Catholic Church. He is, however, angry with the church built on the rock, Jesus Christ. So the targets of Satan's attacks are Jews and Christians. They are also those who acknowledge Christ Jesus as the Messiah. Now, the Jews don't acknowledge him right now. But in Zechariah 12, they are to believe in Jesus again. Satan is just as intent on destroying the true church as he is dealing with the nation that gave birth to the Bible. But neither one can be destroyed. The Apostle Paul said the body can be bound, 
but the word of God is not bound. There is no way to stop the spreading of the word. In fact, both the Old and New Testaments of the Bible were written by Jews. We must set the record straight. The word of God has been entrusted to them. This is their blessing. Therefore, we must never forget that even the New Testament was written by Jewish apostles. Jews are restored by God. In the past 100 years, this has been misinterpreted, resulting in a rise of self-proclaimed Jews, heavily influenced and soaked by the ideology where the Jews are now completely finished, so it is okay to kill the Jews. Shocking but true even today. That's why we have clearly learned in Revelation chapters 2 and 3 the self-proclaimed Jews are the synagogue of Satan. Ultimately, Satan's wrath in the final stage is to persecute the seed of the woman as God said in Genesis 3 verse 15. The words from Revelation 6 to chapter 19 shows how the Antichrist, who is worse than Hitler, persecute Israel. Tribulation for the remnant of the Jews. We have learned a lot. Let's review what we have learned so far. Moses and Elijah will return again in the future tribulation. And after preaching the gospel for three and a half years, they are martyred and then resurrected and ascended into heaven. One is placed on the right hand of the Lord and the other on his left. Moses and Elijah appeared on the left and right sides of the Lord on the Mount of Transfiguration. This was a preview of the second coming of the Lord. As he said, There be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Meaning, the disciples will see the event of the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter was so excited upon seeing what he, that he wanted to build three tabernacles, one for the Lord, one for Moses and one for Elijah, thinking that second coming had come, but it was not to be until a distant future. The second time Moses and Elijah appear, the events of Exodus chapters 1 through 20 will repeat. Just as Moses resisted Pharaoh and Elijah resisted Ahab in the past, Moses and Elijah appear and resist the Antichrist as they will strike him with various plagues. Thirdly, Antichrist is the incarnation of Satan descending from heaven, Satan wearing a human body. The Bible clearly says that Judas Iscariot, who went to his own place, will return. Fourth, there is a rapture after the tribulation. There are three raptures. First, the Old Testament saints. When the Lord died on the cross and was resurrected, many OT, Old Testament saints, who had fallen asleep were resurrected and then ascended into heaven. Second, those who have been born again by the Holy Spirit now in the age of grace, members of the church, the body of Christ, will be resurrected and ascend when the Lord comes for them. A living person changes and ascends. The third is gleaning. During the tribulation, those who were beheaded are resurrected and then raptured, plus the 144,000. Therefore, the first rapture is the first fruits who resurrected with Jesus, 
and the second rapture is the harvest, and the third is the gleaning. It's like farming, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power, means you will never die. What a blessing indeed. And finally, Israel will experience persecution like never before. They will experience greater persecution during the tribulation, far greater than what Hitler did to them. Therefore, we must pray for them. For the sake of Israel's peace, even one person must now accept Jesus Christ, be saved, and become the Church of God. We are witnessing many Jews accept Jesus Christ in Israel and in the United States and become members of the Church of God through the evangelism of an organization called Jews for Jesus. Much glory unto God. Now is the time to raise our head. Let us rise from the dead and prepare to greet our Lord, the Bridegroom. This is our only hope, Titus 2.13, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Such people are the true brides. Those who do not are not brides, but corrupt harlots, prostitutes. Therefore, those who are the body of Christ, that is, those who are born again, must prepare to meet the Lord as the chaste bride and a pure virgin. We are engaged to the Lord now. Now we must look forward to the day of meeting the Lord in the air and wed him. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will live with strength in this hope. Amen.